You're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed some light, episode 219, coming to you on a Friday. No smelling salts today. (laughs) But we do have a jam-packed episode for you. Been one week since the last show. I want to say that I'm sorry, but like in in the time where there's no baseball or football going on, like a lot of our sports talk revolves around that. So there's not too much. Like we could put out multiple shows a week, but they'd probably be like 15 minutes of us just dicking around so we saved I'll it all dick up. around we saved it all up for one big show this We've been week banking our dicking around <laughs> it's gonna be a good one jack um what's up not much i mean a good amount to like talk about today that's what i'm saying a lot of kind of i guess not controversy but like kind of controversy yeah we got we got quite a bit of things going on just want to jump into it first off um did we did you get the answer about the heat no, but from from everything that I've heard, everybody be, I have I've asked like literally every person that will listen to me about this besides the HVAC guy, <laughs> and and everybody has been on my side that it's hotter than the temperature or colder than said temperature. That's what market research is showing. Yeah, and the only reason I haven't asked the HVAC guy is because it's been so cold here that people have been calling the HVAC guy, so he hasn't been oh, coming into work. Fair or coming into work out. He's been yep. going to work. Gotcha. So, yeah, I I'll, I'll get back to you asap with that. Put a pin <laughs> okay. in that one. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. Perfect. Perfect. So now that we got that taken care of, uh, I have so much sports to talk about. I got White Sox. I got Notre Dame football. I got NFL, and I have just another random sports stat in general. So where do you want to start? Uh, let's end with Notre Dame because okay. I feel like that's the most to talk about. So sure. you can start wherever you'd like. Okay. Let's start with the White Sox because we, we were officially into the month of February and I believe February at the end of February is when pitchers and yep. catchers report. So we are in officially into unofficial baseball season. Nice. Officially unofficial. Yes. So two things that I saw White Sox wise this past week, um, according to the athletic, the White Sox are the only MLB team that got an F for yep. their offseason moves. Yep. Uh, which is a little biased because the Rockies got a D and the Rockies only signed one guy that was worse than Andrew Benintendi. Mm-hmm. So, like, you got worse. And granted, it wasn't like the athletic in general. It was the White Sox reporter at the athletic giving them that grade. Yeah. I would give them the same. I would too. I would have given them a D minus. No, I think F is appropriate. I wouldn't have failed them, but I definitely wouldn't have passed them either. Yeah. You know? True. So I'd give them a D minus. And then the other thing, White Sox-wise, that I wanted to talk about was uh, it's not the official, like, Pagoda or whatever the other big win-loss projector. Oh, yeah. It wasn't 83 and a half? 83 and a half for the White Sox this year. I'm I'm line. I'm hopelessly optimistic. Well, that's that's what I was trying to figure out too because 
like there are two equally probable sides of this coin. If the White Sox don't have the same chronic injury situation that has been plaguing them for the last two plus years, and Pedro Grafal is a good manager. Mm-hmm. If those two things happen, either happen that he's a good manager and not happen that the White Sox are riddled by I don't even think he has to be good. I just think he has to be not ass. I think they demolish 83 and a half. If he's not good and we go through the exact same injuries that we've been dealing with for two plus years now, I don't think they sniff even 80. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just really think it's it comes down to health. Mm-hmm. Like, at that, at the end of the day, and like I said, I don't even think he needs to be good. I just think he, not, he just needs to not suck ass. Well, that's what we said about Tony. And he sucked ass. Replacing Renteria. Yeah, and Tony LaRusso sucked ass. I mean, the bar was low with Rick and, Renteria. And it's it got still even lower it's with It's insane, Tony. dude. It's insane. Like, you should be able to just... I mean, and and I'm not saying that he's gonna not suck ass. I'm saying that's the bar. Just don't suck ass. You you need a two inch vertical in order to yeah. jump over the bar that's been set. <laughs> you got to be able to step over a piece of paper, and that's about <laughs> it. So, I don't know. I I think they'll like I said. I'm hopelessly optimistic. So like, I think they're gonna get more, obviously. But at the end of the day, like I don't. There's there are more questions than answers on that team. Right. But I'm like I'm so hopelessly optimistic that like I watch one like highlight video from like 2020 and I'm like, dude, we could fucking win the World Series this year. I swear to God. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I'll probably hit the over. I'll probably bet. I'll bet the over. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm I am. Uh, I think I'm not touching baseball bets this year, or at least White Sox bets. It's <laughs> probably a smart move for you. But, that, of course, you know, that'll be the one year that I don't, and then everything that I have been betting on is going to break. Sure. Dylan Cease is going to win the Cy Young. Luis Robert's going to win AL MVP. They'll hit the over. Dude, if Luis Robert wins AL MVP, you might as well throw, like, five bucks on that because he's got to be, like, That's what I've been plus, doing. like, 20000 That's what I've been doing since he was since he got to the majors. And it's been injury, injury, injury. Yeah, never mind. Maybe don't, maybe don't bet him. That's what I'm saying. Maybe don't bet him. <laughs> That's all. That's all I have, uh, White Sox wise. Um, you want to hear my hot take for the White Sox already? Mm-hmm. If Eloy is healthy, if Eloy stays healthy, he's gonna hit forty plus home runs. Yeah, sure. I okay. That's my hot take. I like it. I Just like bombs it. away. I I am kind of disappointed in him coming out and saying that he doesn't want to be the DH. Why? Why are you disappointed in that? Because that's his perfect role. He sure in the outfield. Sure, but dude. You got to have some self-awareness. Okay, but at the end of the day, at least he wants to fucking get better. That's better than 90% of this goddamn team. He's at least fucking trying. I can't stand the people on Twitter that are fucking bashing him for that. Fuck you guys, dude. Half of this White Sox team just fucking mailed it in last year. And you have one guy that comes out there and is like, I want to play every day, whether that's a DH or in the field. And you guys are like, fucking this guy stinks. Dude. He's the only one that gives a fuck at the moment. I'll fucking play, dude, play him wherever the fuck he wants. Hopefully he gets better. Guess what? Our whole outfield sucked ass last year. Besides Luis. But it doesn't have to. 
if you're not playing a guy that's out of position. Okay, but you look at it also like you look Eloy at a guy is like a perfect DH. Fielding skills, not the greatest. Batting skills, phenomenal. Okay. Where do you put him? DH. Okay. Sure. I think that a majority of the time he should DH. I'm not arguing that. But on the days where it's like, hey, you know, so and so is gonna DH, I'll put Eloy in the field. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yes. I'm not I'm I was taking it more as he wanted to play in the field permanently. He wanted to play left field. I took it as like he just is like, I'm going to do my best to be in the lineup every day at DH or in left field. I'm fine with that. Yes. And also like, okay, look at, dude, look at the Phillies. You understand that their corner outfielders were Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schorber? You're telling me they had a good defensive outfield? Better than the Sox. Okay, but that's the other thing too. I saw I saw a stat on this. And this is where I'm I'm wondering where the White Sox like stats guys are. Uh so the Philly stats guys did some like research and on found Castellanos' yep. ball tracking. Yep. Yeah. And found that when he runs into a ball in and to the left to catch a ball, he catches it like ninety five percent of the time. And when he runs any other direction, there's like a higher chance that he doesn't get to it. So they just played him in like right center field and just made every ball that was hit the right field a in and to the left ball. Right. So then where is that for the White Sox? That's what I'm wondering. Like there's got to be numbers on Eloy where it's like when he is set up here, he catches the ball blank amount of times. Here is where you set him up and just let him go do his own shit. I mean, I I think you just, Eloy should just play slightly deeper. Because yeah, he shouldn't. He should never go back. He should never be having to track a ball going over his head. Yeah, that's when we get into trouble. If he's if if the ball just stays in front of him, if he sets up deeper in left field and all of his catches are running in, he needs he to can see where he's going. His his rule should be like, if his cleats touch dirt, stop running. Yeah, <laughs> wherever it is, if it's backwards towards the wall, if it's to the side down the foul line, stop fucking running. If you're if your cleats if you hear the little of the dirt stop fucking running dude you're gonna hurt yourself anywhere in the field do whatever you want man but like just stop fucking running when it gets towards the wall yeah but yeah I took it as like he just wants to play every day and regardless of if that's a DH or if it's in left field he wants to play again that's more than I can say than ninety percent of that team I'll like I said I will take that perspective I was under the assumption that he was saying. He specifically wanted to play left field every day. Yeah. I think I think he knows he's going to DH. But I also think they'll platoon him a little bit depending on if there's a lefty or a righty pitcher. Yeah. So, we'll see. Baseball season right around the corner. Play ball. Speaking of something else that's right around the corner, the Super Bowl. Let's talk the NFL. Dude, you want to hear a great stat that I saw on ESPN the other day? Yep. That was awesome. So you know, on like the little ticker at the bottom, uh, they'll like sh- throw up like Super Bowl here, mm-hmm. uh, and then like win probability. You want to know what the win probability was? Fifty percent. Hell yeah. Yes. Eagles fifty percent. Maybe they win. Maybe they fucking <laughs> don't, dude. Who knows? Not us over here at ESPN. So who gives a fuck? Love it, dude. Mail it in. That guy, whoever, it was Monday too. That guy definitely was hungover from the night before and was just like, fuck it. What do we put on TV today? 50%. 50%. Who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. And I love it, dude. Mail it the fuck in. So Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl, um, unfortunate 
because I don't know about you, but I was rooting for the uh, Bengals 49ers. Yeah, just the most fucked Super Bowl of all time. So uh, do you have a... Are you rooting for someone in the Super Bowl? I think I'm rooting more so for the Eagles than the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. but I don't care if either team wins. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I really couldn't care less who wins. The only reason that I'm rooting more for the Eagles than the Chiefs is because of Brittany and Jackson Mahomes. That... I see. I I haven't really seen either one of them. I saw I saw her tweet that was like Cancun on three, and then she put up the number two, which was very funny. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Yep, that was funny, idiot. Uh, I'm more so rooting for the the Eagles just because I'm already sick of people just jerking off Patrick Mahomes all day. Yeah. Oh, dude, he played on a fucking hurt ankle. Oh my god, he's so good. He's this throw was insane. I'm like, dude, okay. Like I get it. He is very good. Yeah. Shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> One time, dude. Uh, another player on the Chiefs that I did want to talk about, I saw that I saw an interview this past week with Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Not on the Chiefs. Correct. I understand that. Um, but, but you just said another player on the Chiefs. That well, I he talk was about. talking about Travis Kelsey. Oh, okay. It's Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I, I do remember hearing that, but he, everybody says Kelsey. Yeah, and Travis Kelsey just Travis Kels just doesn't bother correcting anyone anymore. I feel that though. <laughs> I definitely feel that. <laughs> At some point, you're just like, "I right, fuck it." That's just my name. I mean, I don't know if it's because we've heard it for however many years now, but Kelsey just sounds so much more fitting of a last name for him. Kels Kels doesn't really flow. Travis Kels just sounds like. You got like your phone reception cut out in the middle of saying your last name. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not that's not a full last name. Right. I don't know, but it is the the Kels Bowl. Yes. Yes. And the Andy Reid Bowl. Yes. How about that? Um. And yeah, so I, I guess I, I like I actually like both the Kelseys, but I like I think I like Jason better. Yeah, they're pretty. They're both funny. Yeah. I'm interested to see what fit Jason Kelsey rocks. Have you seen his fits, mm-hmm. dude? He's oh, got yeah. he's got some great fits. Really dude. nice, really nice. Uh, Tom Brady retired too, for good. Yep, supposedly. Yeah, we'll find out. I guess. I actually do think that he's done. Me too. I will be very interested to see what he does next, because technically he doesn't need to do anything. Yeah, but I think he'll do like something in media. Yeah. Which I'm interested to see because, like, Peyton Manning, I think he's really good on camera. Like, he, mm-hmm. he just kind of has that personality. I don't know if that's Tom Brady. Well, so I think Tom Brady would be a good— So, like, Peyton Manning, I feel like, is a good, like, uh, like play-by-play announcer type of guy. Where, mm-hmm. like, you can sit there and you can watch him and listen to him all game. I think Peyton Manning is going to make his money more so in, like, the pregame and the postgame. Tom Brady? Tom Brady, yeah, yeah, sorry. Is going to make it in, like, the pregame and the postgame. Yeah. Like, a little bit scripted, crack a couple jokes here and there that'll get you, and it's like, it's nothing too crazy, but he's there. Right. And it's, like, funny that he's there. But, like, I don't think he'll be, like, uh, like a commentator. I th- I think he'll be pretty bad at that. Yeah. So, interested to see where his career path takes him next. Speaking of career paths, the Broncos hire Sean Payton. I didn't know that you could negotiate trades for coaches uh, the, that happened with like the bulls i'm pretty sure no uh doc rivers doc rivers got traded in the nba i had no idea yeah 
I'm almost positive Doc Rivers got traded to the Celtics. Beats beats me. But that was pretty funny when I yeah. heard that they were getting him and giving up draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. Also tough that he's like retired. I understand that like you're still under contract. Right. But like I don't know. I think the Broncos I think fucking suck. I think it's a pretty good hire for the Broncos though, because Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Russell Wilson's such a dweeb, dude. <laughs> but, I mean, Russell Wilson, kind of on the shorter end, a little bit later in his career, arms not as strong. Who was Sean Payton's last quarterback? Drew Brees, same person. I guess. I don't know. Broncos country? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then last thing NFL-wise that I had, there are still rumors continuing to swirl that the Bears are trading Justin Fields. No. I've heard the opposite. I've heard they're trading the number one pick. I'm fine with that. Again, they should. Again, I'll double down. Not a fan of the Bears anymore if they trade Justin Fields. Yep, hundred percent. Did off. you see? Did you see that like mini movie that it was like the Windy City production? I don't know if you follow them on Twitter, Mm-mm. dude. They put out this mini movie. It's like eight minutes long. I'll show you it after this. Fire as shit, dude. Yeah. About Justin Fields. It's called Superhero. It is very good. All right, gonna have to check that out. I'll show it to you after this. Perfect. Perfect. Um, that is all the sports talk that I have other than Notre Dame football stuff. I think that's everything I got, too. Okay. So let's jump into this uh, hot topic of discussion in the last 48 or so hours. Tommy Reese potentially jumping ship to go for the Alabama offensive coordinator position. Nick Saban reached out to Tommy Reese, expressed some interest. Uh, Evidently, Tommy Reese is Nick Saban's number one guy for the job. The Alabama private jet was up here at the South Bend Airport on Thursday. I'm very interested to see how this situation plays out. As of noon on Friday, the—what's the date today? February 3rd, no official decisions have come out. Supposedly— he was offered the job the evening of February 2nd, Thursday. So I'm, I expect a decision to come very quickly. Just what are your initial thoughts? Yeah. Um, first initial, initial thought, suck it all you Tommy Reese haters. You get what you fucking deserve. You didn't love him enough. And now he's going to fucking leave. And that's your fault, all you Tommy Reese haters out there. Uh, Second thought. I understand. I get why he would leave. Like, if he truly does want to go to the NFL, this is a pipeline to the NFL. Like, the easiest fucking get to the NFL. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's a lot... I think the Alabama job is a lot harder than people, like, think that it is. So I especially this upcoming year. Yes, because Alabama fans, just like any SEC fans, are drastically unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And I obviously don't follow Alabama football nearly as close as I do Notre Dame football. Notre Dame's quarterback room is currently present and future the best quarterback room that I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. He's I. I don't think he's going to have that same talent level at Alabama, but he's going to be expected to perform like the vintage Alabama teams. Mm -hmm. 
where if and if he doesn't, he's going to get run out of town. Yeah, yeah. Which is totally unfair expectations. Yeah, yeah. They have what two? It's going to be a freshman quarterback next year, right? I believe so. I think they have two like top ten quarterbacks though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I don't think it's nearly as like much of a cakewalk. I feel like people are like, oh yeah, it's Alabama. Like I could coach that team. It's like I don't know, man. There's fucking. There's a lot of question marks around that offense. Like, they're still going to be insanely good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, you know, I think it's a lot harder than people think. I think what it comes down to, and this, I feel like this is not fair to Tommy Reese to say this, but it really does come down to, down to how much do you love Notre Dame? Now, I can spin that into him taking the Alabama job means that he really loves Notre Dame. You want to hear this? Because he's going to tank Alabama? Nope. Nope. He is going to, if he takes the Alabama job. First off, for anyone who has been hating on Tommy Reese. uh, Suck it. Why? Like, the the greatest coach in college football is, it made him his number one target. So that should be Suck it. Anyways, back to the conversation here. Tommy Reese takes the Alabama job, goes down there, does very well. He wins. He makes the Southern connection. Well, he doesn't win. A lot too much, right? Notre Dame gets mixed in there. Too. He yeah, he, he loses enough. to Notre Dame in the national title. Right, that makes, would suck, dude. You know how much that would yeah. suck for Tommy Reese? Yeah, that would suck so much ass. Makes the Southern recruiting connections, recruiting hotbed down there, right? Then everyone's like, oh man, oh man, he got all these connections, does all the winning there, jumps to the NFL, successful ish in the NFL, like like pretty good, not like top of the line are you saying he's gonna come back as the head coach of notre dame 2033 jesus christ notre dame head football coach holy shit (laughs) he got he got so much experience he made this he made recruiting connections down south he's got the nfl stuff back to notre dame the motherland calls him and he says i can't turn that down true maybe 2038 because i want to see marcus freeman for a really long time yeah but then it, but, Tommy Reese. Okay, so I like I like your little philosophy that you got going here. <laughs> um, the one thing that I will say, and the reason that I say it comes down to like how much you love, how much he loves Notre Dame, is because I like truly and genuinely believe Notre Dame has a legitimate shot of winning the national title next year. And if you believe in Notre Dame, you stay. Because you want to be the guy that leads that team down there. I mean, think about it. He spent the last four years being like, I'm building up this offense to something that's great. And then you arguably have what could be the best offensive team you've had in what? The past decade? Yeah. And you jump ship. It's tough. And I don't want to say jump ship because that makes it sound bad. It's like right. It sounds like he's ditching it. Right. I, like, I understand this move. But like, I... Because... I'm trying to put myself in his shoes. I would be so torn. Dude, it would be an impossible decision to make. Because, because it's like your baby. Wise, career path-wise, it makes total sense for him to take the Alabama job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legacy-wise, mm-hmm. if he stays and is like one of the cornerstones of Notre Dame's national championship team, set for life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he'll get a fucking statue. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, and it's tough too because, like I said, like like this offense right now is his baby. Right. Like he's been like he's been raising this child for four years. Here it comes, and then like all right, 
now you're an adult and it's like i gotta dip yeah like that sucks dude yeah like it, it's one of those things where like the timing of it couldn't have been any worse like like nick saban fucking revisit this next year dude Give like, us, like, give him, give us a year. If, if like, this should have either happened last season when there was massive coaching changes, or like two or three years down the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why this year of yeah. all years? So, like I said, I don't, I don't blame him at all. Like, I would, like, I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at him if he leaves. I'm not going to be mad at him. Oh, not. I mean, as long as he doesn't handle the situation like Brian Kelly. Yeah, which. Out. Which, Which I don't think that's his personality. Yeah, and it doesn't. I have not heard any rumors around that being like this is how he's handling it. Right. So, you know, I, I know that you texted me and you said that unless there's any last minute changes, you think it's going to happen. That's what a Bama site was reporting. Okay. So then my next question is, who do you want as the next offensive coordinator? Um, I told you this yesterday. I want to poach Brian Hartline from Ohio State. Okay. Are you concerned that he is just a wide receivers coach there? Is that a big jump for you? That's a pretty big jump, but he just got promoted to their offensive coordinator. Oh, so then he's not fucking coming. Why not? Why would he leave? To come to Notre Dame. Yeah, but he just got, he just got the offensive coordinator job. So? So why the fuck would he leave? Because he played with Marcus Freeman. That's true. Got the boys back. Yeah, <laughs> the boys. I don't know. Uh, I... I mean, that's that's probably not the best argument when James Laronitis is literally going back to Ohio State. Right, right. Um, like, depending on how you kind of shake up roster spots, like, I would want, like, David Cutcliffe, but not as an offensive coordinator, more of, like, some sort of analyst, I guess. Okay. Is he on the staff already? I'm sorry, I don't know no, who that is. He, um, he was at Duke for a while. He coached both Mannings. Ah, Okay. All right. Uh, there's two guys that I want. One that could be realistic. One that is definitely not realistic. Okay. Uh, whoever the UNC uh, offensive coordinator is. Okay. I know I shit on UNC football a lot, <laughs> but they put up points like nobody's business, dude. Yeah. So, and and Drake May and fucking Sam Hartman are pretty much the same person. Yeah. I think Sam Hartman's a little bit better, even though everybody else says Drake May. Fuck Drake May. He's got a stupid name. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I think that, I think he puts up points like nobody's business. So, mm-hmm. like, fuck it. If that's, he's going to do that, bring him here. Uh, my one that is just totally out of left field, Cliff Kingsbury, baby. Yeah, no. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. No. Give me Cliff Kingsbury. One, he dude, is not a Notre Dame personality. First, yeah, but who cares? And two, you don't. why would you bring in someone that's going to run an air raid offense with the running back room that we have? Dude, I feel like it's easier to incorporate a running back room with an air raid offense than it is to incorporate throwing with a pure running offense, if that makes sense. I mean, I I wouldn't Also, dude, hyper. he put up he put up points at Texas Tech. I just I don't think I think that's uh more unrealistic than Brian Hartline. <laughs> oh, dude, sure. Like I said, there's a zero percent chance that it happens. Yeah. But I think it'd be pretty funny. Yeah regardless of the decision it's got to happen fast yeah spring ball starts in a month yeah it's tough it's a tough one uh speaking of coaches need a new linebackers coach tell me say tell. bring manti back dude that'd be dude, i that'd be sick that'd be the fucking i i highly doubt that they do that you know how fucking awesome that move would be? Oh, yeah. To bring Manti back as the linebacker's coach? Holy shit, dude. I don't know if he has any desire 
to a coach or b move back to south bend but like if he does i would bring him back so goddamn fast oh yeah oh dutton making his way through the studio again just knocking into all the cords dutton what's your opinion on notre dame's coaching staff this year the good talk. Lagging right good now. talk. He's like he's excited for the team. <laughs> yeah, he says things are looking up regardless of what happens. He's right, looking buddy. forward to it. Okay, thank you. Good for talk, Doug. I appreciate it. He's hopping up in the chair next. Now week. he re- now he really hey. wants to get in on it. <laughs> yeah, good boy, buddy. Okay. Um, yeah. Shoot, there was something else that I was going to say. Notre Dame football wise. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of like the tail. Like if you brought him back. And just kind of model yourself after the Lions because the Lions yeah. just have a bunch of former players as their coaches now. Yeah. So, like, clearly the guys know what they're doing, and the Lions didn't stink this year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, if he has any interest in coaching, he he would be the first one I reach out to if I was 100%. Marcus Freeman. I'd be like, you want to come back? Like, we will welcome you with fucking open arms, dude. Yeah. Like, bring it back home. First of all, not only do I think he would actually be a good coach, he'd be a fantastic recruiter. Oh, absolutely. Like, dude, imagine you're like a high school kid playing linebacker and Manti Teo's talking to you about how fucking awesome Notre Dame is. Right. I'd be like, uh, yes, sir. Right. So, that, like I said, that would be my first, first person I would call. Whether he is or not, who knows. Guess I'm more concerned with the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Also, we never really talked about if Tommy Reese does stay. He's I t- I text you this. He's got to just post I'm not fucking leaving GIF if he does stay, right? He has to do has that. Has to. And can you imagine how everyone's always, you know, trying to negatively recruit Notre Dame. Oh, it's it's too cold up there. It's too hard to get into school there. Tommy Reese can just big dick and walk around and say Nick Saban wanted me and I turned it down because I know what we're building here. Yeah. Like that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Again, we yeah, we we don't know what's happening as of the time of recording this, so we'll see. Hopefully soon. Yep. Okay. That is all the sports stuff that I have. I have oh wait, I have one other sports stat. Um in the last five years, the Jordan brand has made Nike ten thousand dollars per minute. That's nice. That's insane. Nineteen billion dollars in total. Dude, there honestly gets to a certain point with money that, like, I just think all of it's the same. Like, I can't fathom that amount of money. So, like, anywhere over, like, I'd probably say $100 million. Like, I, I understand the differences between them, but I really don't. Yeah. Like, it's all just a fuck ton of money for me at the end of the day. Yep. It's nuts. It is what it is. Okay. Moving on here to uh, the best thing in the world that starts with P. Penis. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be, right? <laughs> Gotta be penis. <laughs> Easy number one. You know, I have a list of one, two, three, four, five different things, and that wasn't on there. Dude, so. come on. <laughs> penis is definitely number one. I'm going penis. Okay. I had uh, Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> Pretty good. Could t- take it or leave it. Um the process trust it yep you got to trust it uh the the pop of the glove in baseball nice that's pretty nice um picking up beers nice Always putting good. putting back some beers if putting you know what i'm back saying some beers um professional sports pittsburgh 
so much worse than Phoenix. No, dude. <laughs> I'm like the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's pretty cool. Pirates. Eh. Good pirates. Good, like Captain Hook, not Captain Hook. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, there we go. Um, Pokemon. Yeah, dude. I want to be the very best. Cha-cha. Polygons. Just multi-sided shapes. Just pause. pause. Animal paws. Or pause. Pause. And we're back. Oh, how you doing? <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh... Perforated pieces of paper. <laughs> pizza. Pizza. How do we not think of pizza? Yeah. Pop. Pretzels. Soda pop. Ice cold soda pop. You got a lot to live for. Like ice, an cold ice cold soda, soda pop. pop. Oh, he's flying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Pringles. Ooh, nice. Haven't had Pringles in a long time. Porta pit chicken. Portillo's. Porta pit chicken, good call. Yeah, porta pit chicken fucking rocks, dude. That's good. Good, good, good for you, porta pit. You fucking rock. <laughs> okay, wrapping up t- this. Uh, shed some light here with random stories, dumb thoughts. What you got for us, Jack? Uh, I got some. I, I guess kind of want to bring back. I guess I don't know if it was ever like <laughs> in or out of style, <laughs> but I just want to. I think I'm a puka shells. <laughs> puka- <laughs> That too, that too, dude. Puka shells. I'll start fucking bringing that back. Uh, I don't even know if it was ever really in or out of style, but just calling something sweet. So, so when you see something sweet, calling it that's the tits right there, dude. <laughs> like, oh, dude, that's the tits. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the bees knees. No, dude, the tits. Like, oh, that's the tits. <laughs> like, oh, that guy had a great game. He's the tits right there, dude. <laughs> I don't know if I can get behind that one. Marcus Freeman is a tits, dude. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot better when you're calling a person that than than something. Oh, that guy, he's the tits. Like that the, that jacket, that's the tits. Not as good. Marcus Freeman is the tits. Pretty good. <laughs> it's also the way you deliver it too. Like if you're just monotone, like that guy's the tits, doesn't work well. But if you him like, oh, that guy's the tits, dude. <laughs> It's going to be a hard pop of that first tee, you know what I'm saying? Sure. That guy is the tits. <laughs> <laughs> Called something the tits, though, is what I was, I kind of want to bring that one back. Okay. Like I said, never know if it was, like, really in style or out of style, mm-hmm. but I'm going to start bringing back calling something the tits. Okay. <laughs> that's the tits. I'll tell you something that's not the tits, though, that goes into my next dumb thought. Okay. Going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. So when you go to the doctor by yourself, do you sit on the little like examining table? Yeah, I thought that's where you're supposed to sit. Yeah, there's no, as a as a short guy, there's nothing more emasculating. Yeah, because your legs are dangling, dude, <laughs> and it's like I can't lay back on this. Like, what the fuck am I doing? And then, and then if up, I if I like sit up, it's like I'm basically standing on that little step stool. Yep. And then you gotta like hop your ass up on there too. Like, the, I was like, I was sitting in the doctor's office the other day by myself, and I was like. There were just two chairs off to the side. I was like, why don't I just fucking sit in one of these chairs? I think it would be even weirder for you to sit in one of the chairs. Because I think the doctor, uh, we got to talk to some doctors, but I think the doctor is expecting you to be sitting on the table. I think he is. So if you just walk in and you're sitting, <laughs> sitting in on a chair. chair. But like, at least my feet aren't dangling like sure. a school kid. Yeah. Table's got to be high enough that the doctor's not like hunched over when he's doing his exam. They need one of those tables that rises and falls, you know? Yeah. 
like so that I can, yeah, so that I can be like sitting on the ground and have my feet on the ground like a normal human being. Yep. And then if you do need to like examine me, you can fucking bot that table up real quick. Sure. But I was just thinking about that the other day. I was sitting at the dock and my feet were just swinging. I was like, mm-hmm. this is so emasculating. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my dumb thoughts. Okay. I don't have any. <laughs> That's not the tits right there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All I got. Dutton, Dutton's the tits. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Dutton is the tits. <laughs> He's passed out right next to me right now. Had a boy, Dutton. All right. Had a tough day. Yeah. That is where we are wrapping up. Shed some light, episode two hundred nineteen. Thank you all for listening. Take just a couple seconds out of your day. Give us that five star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Tell your friends, family, coworkers, anyone that you come across this weekend. Check out Shed Some Light. We'll be back the next time that we record. And in the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.